Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Internet Marketing. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 78 of Internet Marketing, brought to you by Site Divisibility. I have with me in the laboratory Mr. Kelvin Newman. Hello. And it's a questions and answers today. Yes, yes. And I have several sheets of paper in yes. my hand. Uh, so it will make a papery slidey noise as I ask the questions as I move them from one side to the other. Let's start off with a question from Jimmy Yucca. Jimmy asks, by the way he says, first of all, I love the show and although the podcast is great, uh, the most useful internet marketing, marketing podcast um, I have ever found. So that's very nice. He also gave us a bit of uh, useful feedback on the website, but we'll cool. just skip over that. <laughs> was I'll get all the case. A couple of issues. But then he moved on. Uh, his question is, um, I have a rock band, uh, com. That's two Ks and two Ys together in the middle. Mm-hmm. A fledgling band uh, management company. Uh, I have a personal Facebook page, and he gives the URL, but it's a bit long. Uh, I have set up two pages in my personal account, uh, one using my Facebook Sorry, one using the My Band Facebook app, that's for Mm -hmm. the band, and one set up as a business page. Is this the best way to go, or should I have three Facebook sites for each activity? Uh, For both the band and the band management company, I want to notify either my fans or the people that have said the like, Mm. uh, my business off, hang on, turning paper over. Uh, events, but it looks like the only way I can do this is by using the personal friends which uh, I have, which are my close personal friends and family. Mm-hmm. I want to keep these things separate. Uh, I'm new to Facebook and I'm also keen on any advice you may have on overall strategy for small businesses or a band. Regards, oh, Paul. Cool. Paul, that was Jimmy Yucca. Yeah, no, yeah, I think Paul, I think Jimmy Yucca is like a stage name. Oh, right. Okay. Is it Paul Ailing? I don't know. Yes, it is. Yeah. It is. Well, no, that's an interesting question, actually, um, about when you've got different businesses you're trying to deal with on Facebook. Um, I'll say that I don't know if it's definitely organized yet, but there is an interview potentially coming up that we, should, we might have in the next couple of months with somebody who's written a book on Facebook marketing, if I can make it happen. Um, so hopefully oh, that'll answer some questions then as well. But in the meantime, I think um, what the the question is and it's similar to some of the ones we've answered in the past about websites is do i have lots of separate websites or one where it's joined together and i think on facebook it makes sense to try and keep them separate so what i would say is have a personal account which is just you and for your friends you know keep that separate Mm. and then have separate ones and i suppose the second question was do you have one for the band and one for the management company i get the impression that they're they're 
using the same name, which makes it a little bit more difficult. But I would say try and keep them as separate as possible because they're going to have different audiences. So I would say a different page for each different group of audiences. Yes, there might be some overlap between them. I, some of your personal friends mm. might also be fans of your band, which might also be potential contacts of the management company. But I would try and keep them reasonably separate with kind of quite descriptive names as well because mm. particularly if they're going under that, you might want to make it pretty clear which one's the management company, which one's the band. And I'd maybe argue that if they're going by the same name that you want to keep keep them separate names as well mm. um, I know it's kind of the inclination is to well I've got this brand let's try and keep it together but if they're very separate businesses I would try and keep them separate it's interesting actually because I'm not so involved with it now but I quite used to be quite heavily involved with the music scene I used to be like a sca- I don't know if I've ever told you this story but I used to work when I was doing my work experience I worked for Universal Music Okay, and I was working just a couple of days up in London a week mm. when I was doing my degree which was great until I tried to get a job and couldn't but, <laughs> but, <laughs> and, an then, and then came into the world of internet marketing off the back of that but yeah it's an interesting challenge bands because they have a, a different uh, you have to deal with it in a slightly different way to businesses and um, I think that I would go down the separate pages route um, mm. with different pages for as you know for the different audiences that are off the back of that yeah. Um, there might be limits to what you can do with pages and groups and that seems to be constantly changing in, in Facebook as to what what a page can allow you to do, what a group can allow you to do, what a business profile can allow you to do. Mm. So what I'll do in the show notes is I'll try and find some up-to-date info on the differences between the two, uh, the t- different options and link out to that off the back of it because I could say here, but I know inevitably I would A, get something probably slightly wrong or B, it would be out of date by the time that we actually publish. So I'll try and find some references from previous conferences i've been to on that front there seems to be a pattern here doesn't there i think um it seems to be different audiences different handle and when i say handle i mean name yeah. whatever it is you're yeah. dealing with it's it's similar in podcasting people say to me uh you know i've shall i mix this second podcast in with my first or shall yeah. i put it on a separate feed and i usually say well who's the audience yeah and if they say well it's kind of the same audience i'd say well they'd probably go together mm. uh you know two separate streams within the same podcast mm. but if they're separate then do them on separate feeds yeah i think that's a good rule to follow generally with any kind of internet marketing when you're thinking about well should i do something separately or should i combine mm. it together mm. if there's a 75 percent overlap in audience keep it together yeah if there's yeah. a sort of only 10 15 overlap in audience Try and do it separately. What do you think of Facebook these days, Kelvin? I hear a lot of people getting a bit fed up with it from the security standpoint. Yeah, I mean, I'm, privacy. I'm not as anti. I'm not, you know, I am not a big privacy campaigner in the way that some people who operate online are. I'm concerned about it, but I don't get as hecked up as some people do. Yeah, but I am using Facebook less and less. And until my daughter was born recently, I'd barely been using it at all, and it's now quite useful because like my mum's on there and can share photos of the baby. And yeah, like. yeah. Um, I can't get over. I had a chat actually, Brighton SEO event, which um, is on 23rd of July. I'm not sure how we're going to go with publishing on this. I think it's about this week. It might be. In mm. fact, I think it's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Yeah. So it's, it will well, have happened by, well, the time, yeah, by the, the time the listeners you, yeah. hear this. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Sorry, with the recording in the future, I'm getting myself in a yeah, fuddle. We do get confused yeah. with timing, don't we? But yeah, on the 23rd of July, there's an event going on called Brighton SEO. And one of my friends is speaking at it, um, a chap called Cedric Wooding, who. Um, works on kind of Facebook campaigns. And I was having a real chat with him about it because I genuinely find Facebook incredibly difficult to use now. Do you? Um, I can't, like, some things don't act in the way that you expect them to. Mm. Um, Some things you expect to open a brand new page, just alter the filter on the feed, but then sometimes a link that's immediately below it. It's just, I think, usability-wise, it's a nightmare. Um, So I think they need a big... They need to try and make it more consistent or 
more separate, if you know what I mean. It's, a pay, mm. a, it's either a feed-based system where it's filters or it's a page-based system where they're separate pages. And at the moment, I think it's just really confused. So I don't like it as much as I used to, mm. but there's still millions and millions of people using it. So as a marketer, I'm aware of its potential power. Because, yeah, Twitter's great, it's fantastic, but hardly anyone uses it. And mm. if you're trying to promote to people who are outside that group, you know, Facebook's where it's at from a social media perspective a lot of the time. Right, moving on to the next question. Um, picking up my piece of paper. Rattle, rattle. Uh, Bettina Ferrando asks, or says, I listen to your podcasts all the time. Love them. Uh, I have a question on keywords. I've just launched my new company, Snug Stuff. One of our products is unique. A reusable coffee sleeve to stop people... Uh, using those wasteful cardboard ones which are thrown out by millions. Anyway, I'm trying to figure out the best keywords to use. I'm wanting to know how the bots know exactly what to look for when it's a couple of words that make up your keyword. For example, uh, a reusable coffee sleeve is the term that describes my product. How do the bots know the combination of words that go together? If someone types in coffee sleeve, uh, would my site still be considered? Uh, what I'm trying to figure out is should I refer them re- or refer to them as reusable coffee sleeves, which is a term not as high in the searches, or a coffee sleeve that is reusable, with a coffee sleeve being a more popular search term. Sorry if this is a basic question, but I haven't been able to find a definitive answer on combination keywords. Again, love your podcast. Uh, can you make this message or can you make this message box la- larger so you're able to see more of what you're writing instead of having to constantly scroll back and forth to read it? Thanks again, Kelvin. Take Note. Cool, yeah. No, um, I'll try and increase the size of the, the comment field on that one. You can make it draggable, so you can drag it drag it like, yeah, like, like on, uh, on WordPress. Yeah. Kelvin, what's the answer? Okay, well, um, we've fairly recently on the Premium Podcast done a week-long five episodes on keyword research and mm. talking about some of the tools and how you prioritise things. But this is actually something that's slightly separate to that, that I think it's a good question that I didn't really cover there that I think is good to cover, which is how do you deal... Well, there's two elements to it. How to... Google understand phrases mm. with multiple words in it. And how um, do you go about targeting a key phrase that there isn't high search volume for because the customer isn't necessarily aware of the product? So yeah. to start with, first of all, in the phrase sense, there's no disadvantage of adding a word to a phrase. So in in the case there, adding the word referring to your products as reusable um, coffee sleeves doesn't prevent you from ranking for coffee sleeves because they're both contained within the phrase. Okay. So, for example, if I was writing that, if that was the main phrase that she was going after in on her homepage, you could put reusable coffee sleeves in the title tag and it would be possible to rank for that phrase and the various constituent elements of it. So it might be reusable sleeve, if that was mm. relevant, or, you know, coffee sleeve. By putting the three words together, though, she's making in a title tag like that, she's making reusable the most important rather than coffee sleeve. Because it comes first. Because it comes first. Yes. You could kind of sometimes refer to it as coffee sleeve reusable or coffee sleeves that are reusable and mixing Mm. it up like that. Mm. Um, But targeting both those phrases in that instance wouldn't prevent you from ranking from the short. So targeting a longer tail, longer phrase like that wouldn't prevent you from ranking from the shorter one in that case. Okay. So, and that's the same for all title tags as well. So particularly title tags, but... Google pick words out of sequence as well. So mm-hmm. you'll find that sometimes you put in a, a long phrase and the words won't appear together on mm. the page. That's because Google pick them out wherever they mention. Of course, having them close together is a stronger signal that that's what you're targeting. Mm. But you don't have to worry that 
say, um, you know, you had reusable and replaceable, mm. replaceable coffee sleeve, maybe, I don't know, it might be a term, that, or re- recyclable, I don't know. Well, you know a lot of keyword tools will give you, uh, is it synonyms? Yeah. Like, words yeah. that mean the same thing, but are different. Yeah, so say you were going, um, you know, recyclable as a phrase that was in there as well, but you didn't want to put reusable and recyclable, you mm. put reusable coffee sleeves. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hyphen, recyclable, eco-friendly coffee holders. Mm. you know that kind of thing and then having that you might even not need to put the second coffee in there because you've already got it once so they would then pick up reusable coffee holders recyclable you know mm. it kind of picks them up at random but you want to put the ones that are most important nearest to how it appears so that's the first element covered there i hope so that is don't worry too much about the sequence yeah because google will, will understand that there's varieties of options second one is how, how do you go after a keyword that there's not very high search volume for because people aren't aware of your product um they're right to go after the generic version of which their product is a subset of so going yeah. after coffee mm-hmm. sleeves um the other one is thinking about solutions that your product solves mm. so um like recyclable although like you can't recycle if i from how i understand this product works it's kind of it's a replaceable maybe made of plastic or something like that that you could use over and over again mm. that isn't necessarily a recyclable coffee sleeve but it's solving the problem of people who want to not waste coffee mm. sleeves mm. uh you maybe want to go after things like barrister you know as in the coffee people supplies oh, yes. yes yeah and try and think about the problem that your product solves as well as the descriptive name for it Mm. also think about what you're an alternative to as Mm. well because there's no problem at all with saying we are an alternative to paper and cardboard coffee sleeves Mm. then you've gone after cardboard and coffee cardboard coffee sleeves it makes sense in the context of your words that you're using on the site but also kind of enables you to get traffic that you otherwise wouldn't have got does that make sense? Kind of. I must admit, keyword research is one of those areas that, that I don't know. A bit baffling, yeah. It is a bit baffling. Um, have you ever used Marketing Samurai? Yeah, it's been recommended, actually. When we did that what, keyword... What do you think of it? Um, I'm a bit of a... 
old school, just always use Google tools for keyword research. There are dozens out there. Occasionally I use them, but my I always revert back to Google's tools that they mm. use. Mm. And that's not to say that those tools like Market Samurai and that aren't really good. It's keyword discovery. Again, you know, we've got our recommended tools list now on the pre so uh, yeah I, I saw that video yeah. it's actually really good well the, the, the one that uh, piqued my interest specifically mm. was coming up with content which is yeah. a little bit like keyword research yeah. in a way yeah so on the premium content site we've as well as the pay for videos that you get daily we've also got some free videos there which are worth mm. checking out so they're the you know the successor to the secret screencast we used to do mm. so you can go there watch them for free but also on the site we've got a free sort of directory of the tools that we recommend. Mm. So I've gone through previous episodes and we've got one specifically on keyword research that links through to Market Samurai and mm. various other ones, keyword. Yeah, there's there's hundreds of different variations that they've got there. I always tend to go back to Google, but I always think it's worth playing with these tools, particularly if you're at an early stage of the development. But mm. I, I love Google's tools. Yeah, no, I would uh, probably agree with that. Okay, that's probably a topic for another uh, episode yeah. talking about. I know we've covered keyword research before, but I think it's possibly worth going over it. Yeah, again, the strategy behind it, yeah. Because if you're not careful, it's one of those things you can spend hours and hours on just going around in circles. Yeah, I think you can overcomplicate it as well. Mm. You've really just got to go, okay, well, what are the 20 keywords that if someone wants to buy my product, they mm. would type into Google, decide what they are, work them into your site, and then keep track of it if you're ranking sure, on yeah. them. Okay, three quick short questions as we uh, come up to the 20 minutes. Um, Alex Cochran asks, uh, what's the... Uh, I think these are from Twitter, aren't they? Alex yeah. Cochran asks, uh, what's the site which publishes journals looking for... Sorry, journalists looking for sources? Yeah, um, we mentioned this in a previous episode. I'll drop the link into the show notes. Basically, if you're a publisher or a business and want to get some press coverage, there's a email newsletter called Help a Reporter Out. So if you search for Help a Reporter Out or mm-hmm. Harrow, um, you can sign up to this email newsletter twice a day. You get sent an email with journalists looking for talking heads. Great way to get easy, cheap PR. So I'll drop a link into that. Excellent. Act. And uh, Claire Carlisle asks, how do I listen to old episodes in iTunes? Yes. Um, I answer that one? Yeah, I think that's okay. Uh, okay, so basically, you know that we have um, all of the episodes available on the website. So if you go to internetmarketingpodcast.org, .org, that will take you to the bit of the, the blog that has all of the episodes on. Now, the feed o- only has, I think it's the last 20 or 25 episodes. Yeah. So if you look in iTunes, even if you're subscribed in iTunes, you won't be able to find any episodes more than 20 or 25 yeah. uh, episodes And now we've ago. gone weekly. And now we've gone weekly yeah. because they're really going to go through quickly. So what you need to do, go to the website, find the episode you want, yeah. and you'll see just next to the player, there's a little download mm. link. If you just download the file locally onto your machine and then just drag that onto your MP3 player yeah. of choice. I, you can just drag it into iTunes and it will appear in your yeah. music library. When you download that MP3, I think if you double click it, it'll go to your default music player, which yes. iTunes... Always makes itself. It often ends up being the default player, doesn't it? Yeah. Once it's in iTunes, of course, you can just drag it into whatever playlist you want. It won't be a podcast, it'll actually behave as if it was a piece of music, but you can drag it into whichever playlist you want and do what you want with it. So, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, we could put all the episodes in the feed, but it would take a lot longer for it to update and Mm. it would slow iTunes down. So, we decided to just go with the last 25. But any old archive episode is available on Internet Marketing Podcast. Especially episode one. Listen to episode one if you want to laugh. It's always quite funny. Right, and lastly, uh, Robert Shields, uh, my SEO results seem to be slowing down. What's new that I should be worrying about? Cool. Well, yeah, there's a lot going on in SEO at the moment, particularly in sort of technical SEO, as I would describe it at the mm. moment. So there's sort of, I, I think about five trends that I've been talking about when write white papers and the like. 
there is real-time search. So um, Twitter is part of this, but it's bigger than that. If you search for a trending term on Google, they'll be pulling results through that scroll through based on time. Mm. Um, Content's getting into Google quicker than ever before, whereas before you might get in in a couple of hours. Now you might be able to get in a couple of minutes. There's stuff like PubHub, SubHub, and the like. Yeah. So if you're interested in that, look into real-time search. You've then got personalized search as well. Um, Google now, you don't have to be signed in. Google are personalizing your results based on what you've searched for before. Mm -hmm. So as a business... You want to get people to your site early on in the buying cycle. So then when they come to make a commercial query later, um, you're getting the preference there. Because at some point in time, they had the plain version of the results. And whoever got those first couple of clicks are going to do better when it comes down the line that they're making those kind of things. So look into personalization. You get short-term personalization and long-term personalization. So again, really difficult to monitor, but really interesting as a topic. You've then also got micro formats. I can remember Helen's first show she ever did for the podcast and we're trying to book Helen in to come yeah, in a bit yeah, more frequently. Yeah, she was talking about, I remember that. Yeah, and that yeah. was a couple of, probably two years ago now. Yeah. And we were all, we, I, I'll admit it, I was a little bit kind of, yeah, micro formats and take off. <laughs> but now, over the last sort of six months or so, if you search for someone's name, their LinkedIn profile comes mm-hmm. up, it shows you where they work. If you search for a product that has reviews, the stars appear in Google. Mm. This is all powered by microformats. Do we so, need to do a show on microformats? Yeah, I'm doing a... I think I'm probably going to do a whole week of episodes for the premium service about um, yeah. microformats. And I might also make a how-to, like one of our normal free 20-minute yes. episodes about, yeah. about that as well. It's complicated microformats, but not many people are doing it, which means it's a great opportunity. Be the leading edge. Yeah. That's right. So, And you've then got local SEO as well mm-hmm. so we there's we've done premium episodes and my last how-to was about local search as well if you've not listened to, um to one of our i think it was episode 72 i'll double check i'll put a link in we did mm-hmm. i did a one of my brain dumps about um google local search and how to rank on that yeah really important if you're a geographic business mm-hmm. you have a range mm-hmm. of a country that you you service really important and finally what is social search and this social search is different to social media because social media is all about engagement relationships but from google's point of view it used to be that they could rely on a link from website a to website b to pass trust Mm -hmm. people don't do links anymore like that they tend to go oh i've tweeted about this this is amazing or oh i liked this on facebook or oh i kind of stumbled this or Mm. you know oh i emailed this to a friend they're going to become and are becoming search engine ranking signals Mm -hmm. um so you need to appreciate how they're being used in search algorithms and how you can tailor your strategy appropriately to mm-hmm. send those right signals to the search engines from an SEO point of view. But that's from it, you know, some big trends that are going on in SEO. There's huge things going on in social media, conversion marketing as well. Um, again, is a real big trend that's separate to SEO, but more and more people are going, well, I've got this traffic coming to my site. I could spend X amount of thousands of pounds getting more of it but wouldn't mm. it be easier if i just spent a couple hundred pounds getting more of the current traffic to convert yes so, yeah conversion yeah so there's some big ones there for robert to think about and you know i've done some blog posts on the site of his blog about some of these topics i know they've been covered in recent events and that so i'll pr- try and provide some background information for people who really want to know what the next big thing in seo okay. is going to be excellent so just reminds for everyone uh if you want your questions answered uh there are three routes don't forget yes. our call-in line numbers at the end yep. with me spieling. Yes. Uh, there's through Twitter. Just use the ask your question in Twitter and make sure that you use the hash 
um, IMPC. Yes. Um, tag for Internet Marketing Podcast. Or just leave it in the comments. Yeah, uh, or they can, send the me, yeah, they can send me an email as well. Or an email, yeah, yes, Kelvin, to kelvin.newman Kelvin. Yeah. at com. Well done. Well, better leave it there. And it's, it's goodbye from me, Mr. Andy White. And goodbye from me, Mr. Kelvin Newman. And we'll see you next week. Have a good one. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on the internet at www.internetmarketingpodcast.org where you'll find show notes, links, and instructions on how to subscribe. We would absolutely love to get feedback, comments, and questions from you. If you want to send an email, send it to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Also, feel free to comment on the website. And if you'd like to use our voice line number... If you're outside of the UK, it's plus four four one two seven three two five six or one five oh. If you're inside the UK, it's O one two seven three two five six one five oh. And you can leave a voice comment or question and we'll play it on the show. Also, we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a, a rating on iTunes itself. Well that's it for now. Andy White signing off until next week on Internet Marketing. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.